Hey, 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 welcome to the Psalms of My Emotions podcast. I am your host, Rolinda, and I am here as your coach, your spiritual advisor, to guide you through your healing while dropping some spiritual wisdom Jesus nuggets. The Psalms of My Emotions comes from my testimony of overcoming emotional turmoil that ultimately led me to my purpose. And my prayers for this podcast is that it will lead you all that are listening to your purpose while gaining the tools in the podcast for your healing. Let us hop right into another episode and let the healing begin. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to Emotion Monday. Um, Just letting you guys know that this is a pre-recording. I am not live today. It was either um, I went live or, um, you know, pre-recorded or I canceled and I really did not want to cancel on you guys again. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm sorry I can't interact with you guys. Um, But let me just go ahead and get the disclaimer out for this episode. It won't be too long um, um, because I do uh, have to uh, go somewhere, be somewhere in a few. (laughs) So this won't be long, but um, something I wanted to add on to the Gates. So this is Gates Part 2. Welcome to my podcast listeners. Thank you for tuning in uh, for another episode. I hope that it's helping you, that you're getting your healing and your wisdom nuggets, um, Jesus nuggets, as I call them. So I thank you and I take it not for granted that you choose this podcast to listen to on a regular basis. (laughs) So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Emotion Monday is something that God gave me uh, to give someone, you know, this could be confirmation to just drop wisdom nuggets that he gives me. Um, I vary, right? Um, you know, sometimes I'll go really deeply into things and other times some things might be a little light, but I give exactly what God gives me. I try not to box him in or try to put him in a, a style. I don't know if I can, <laughs> if that's a better way to say it, a style or a um, a, a way uh, that would make sense to people, um, a way that would be trending or whatever. You know, I just simply am obedient to God to just sit here and uh, speak what is on my heart. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and get into this episode. You guys know the hashtag, and if you don't, you're going to hear it now. (laughs) The hashtag is let the healing begin. So thank you guys for tuning in. Like I said, again, share if you um, want, if you find someone needs to listen to this. Um, to talk about their gates, right? Um, If you guys have not saw or uh, looked at the gates part one, go ahead and check that out. Um, Maybe even before you check this one out. But if not, that's okay. Um, I kind of emphasized last time about watching your gates, right? Watching your eyes, watching, you know, your mouth, what you speak, what you um, listen to, you know, even, you know, who you interact with um, intimately, you know, who you, you know, um, 
uh, listen to, what you are listening to, right? Because they do affect you. And depending on what it is, it could be positively or it could be negatively, right? So guarding is to just watch, right? You know, I gave you guys scriptures on how important it is to watch and guard your gates because you don't want anything to enter. And then my observation that I looked that I didn't really include, um, let me see, let me go into my notes really quick. Um, you know, I went into what are gates. Um, this is for uh, gates part one. I went into um, how it's important to guard your, you know, your heart above all else for determines the course of your life. And these things, they affect our heart, right? They affect how we think. Um, you know, each gate connects to our brain. It connects our central, our, our central center, and to our heart spiritually. So anything that we see is not that we see it and it's just it's gone, right? It causes some kind of effect. And if you are not a strong or I would say discerning enough, it can affect you in ways that you you can't imagine. It'll show up in your life some kind of way. Um, Let's see. It just talks about how important your gates are. So I'm just going to go in because I noticed that I didn't get into this part uh, when I spoke about it last time. And I really want to reiterate it because it was just on my mind this week. And at first I was going to call it like the invitation. But I said I, I spoke about gates before. So let's do this a gates part two. So basically, this is all about invitation, though. Um, taking responsibility for what we invite in. Hey, you guys know that um, the demonic world works in invitation. <laughs> what we invite in, right? Because um, I was just sitting on, on Memorial Day and I was talking to my sister and my mom and I was, you know, we were watching some kind of movie. And it made me think of, you know, those vampire movies where, you know, how the vampire always says, you know, you have to invite me in. You have to invite me in your house. Either, you know, otherwise I can't come in. I can't do what I want to do until you invite me. So I'm just sitting there thinking because I take that for granted. Look, these movies, you guys could, could just think that something is a movie, but these movies, you know, don't they don't just come out of nowhere. What, what do you think these creators got these ideas from? With these movies right where do you think they're coming from right they're coming from the, the the spirit i believe the spiritual realm and you know there's only one spirit realm you know there's not a good spirit realm and then there's a bad everything resides kind of in the same realm and so you know it depends on what you pull out of that right so when people do like these scary movies and things i believe so much that it mirrors the like um the demonic the, the, the demons, the witches, right? It, it mirrors it so much that it shows up in movies. And if you are not discerning and if you listen closely, they will tell you things on how they operate, right? So like I said, I was thinking about the vampire movies and how they always say, you know, I can't come in unless you invite me. So I was like, that's it. That's how demons enter because of an invitation, right? You know, that's why it's dangerous to play with... Um, Ouija boards. It's, it's dangerous to, to you know, play with crystals and, and things that evoke a presence, right? Evoke um, the demonic presence 
is very dangerous. And sometimes we don't know how far we, we go into things until stuff starts happening. Right. So I want you guys to watch that. Watch your gates. Watch, you know, watch what you're inviting in. And another thing that I wanted to talk about, and I'm going to get back and start talking about that invitation to uh, demonic forces. Like I said, this this one is kind of a little heavy um, that I'm trying to get in in about 15 more minutes. But it's really heavy, but it's really informational because I think sometimes we're not aware on how much or what we dabble in, right? We don't even, it amazes me. Some of us don't know that we're dabbling. And then you you don't understand how your disposition changes over time because of your dabbling, <laughs> you know, because of the amount of dabbling, you know, going into, um, you know, um, what you have invited in, right? So you could be thinking something's an innocent game or whatever, but it's what you invited in. So it's all about your invitation. I want you guys to think about that. If you'll remember anything that I said about this first part, what are you inviting in? Okay. So then the second thing that I have is um, the the, the uh, exchange, right? And how I can explain it is um, like transaction. That's what I'm like an exchange and a transaction, you have to be careful because even um, your gates, uh, you could open them, but then just like you, you, you make room for a transaction to happen. So it's like when you pay for something, right? You are then allowing access. It's transactional. It's an exchange. If I give you this, I get this, right? So, you know, when we use money, we buy things, you get a product. That's the same. If you don't, if you are not careful, you know, with who you're doing things with, uh, business-wise, uh, anything that requires a money transaction, <laughs> you have to be careful of that because you don't know what you have invited in with that transaction, right? That transaction becomes dangerous. That transaction becomes an invitation uh, for um, evil forces and demonic forces to come into your life. And, you know, we're so, you know, used to just, just seeing money. Like I pay for it, you know, as a general thing and I get it, but you have to understand. Example, you guys know most of the time I have testimonies to this, right? So I remember one time I went to a sandwich shop and I knew that this lady that was in the sandwich shop was a witch. I, I knew it. When I came in, it wasn't anything how she necessarily looked or it wasn't like she was, you know what I mean? How people just call someone a witch because of how they look. No, you have to be discerning because you don't know who's a witch, right? <laughs> you have to be discerning. And so I just discerned she was selling candy. And, and specifically, I knew she was a gypsy witch. And so she was selling candy or whatever. And I said, okay. Um, she's like, you know, can you buy, you know, a, a piece of candy so I can buy a sandwich? You know, and I said, um, no, you know, in my head, I'm like, no, I, I'll just buy you a sandwich. You know, I don't have to, I don't have to buy anything. You don't have to give me anything. You know, I'll just buy the sandwich. And so she was like, oh, you know, she was so grateful for it. And she was nice about it. And so I ended up buying her a sandwich and she tried to give me, still give me a piece of the candy. And I'm like, no, I, I don't need the candy. You know, it's, it's all right. You know, God bless you. 
But see, even in that, I knew that that was an exchange. Now, if I didn't know any better and I made that exchange thinking I'm doing something good and I was not discerning, what would have what would have entered? What would have what would have I invited because of that transaction? Right? We have to be careful, right, of these transactions that we make uh, with people and money. Money, you know, especially the love of money, we know that in the Bible is the root of all evil. So if everything that you do surrounds an exchange of money, you have to be careful because even though somebody may be giving it to you, it's still a transaction, right, if you accept it. You know, so I'm very discerning on who I accept money from. Um, if it's a gift, I have to know if God is, is is okay with it. You know, I have to feel okay in my spirit to accept money. I don't care what it is. I don't care who it's from. You know, I don't care if I need it really bad. You know, I'm 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 very discerning. I will I will like no, I'm not gonna take that because it's opening up a gate. It's opening up a door for the enemy to come in because you guys know sometimes when you do that and make transactions and stuff with people, they feel you see that they feel like that they, they have some kind of access to your life. They have some kind of access to you because you gave them money. That's a, a, a transaction. That's an exchange. That's uh, you let your gate open, right? So that was another thing that I wanted to bring to you guys, you know, be careful, be careful and watchful of these transactions that you make with people, right? Every transaction is not a good transaction. <laughs> Every, it's an exchange, right? It's, it's a, um, I'm doing this to get this. And you may not even know what you're even sewing into or what you're buying. You don't, you know, I'm very careful with that, you know? So that's another thing, you know, be careful what you're inviting. And um, as far as being a transactional. So going back to the vampire thing, um, I ran across this article. It was so good. Um, it was it's called Three Main Doors uh, to Demons. And I was like, whoa, this is going to be heavy. So um, I love how they opened up with the scripture, uh, Ephesians 4 and 27. It says, Ephesians 4 and 27 reminds us, don't give place to the devil right? Don't give no room for the devil. So that means when you hear that, you know, and let me look up the scriptures specifically because that was just in the article. I love to always look up stuff myself. Uh, I said Ephesians. Um, let's see. Sorry, guys. Okay, NIV version of Ephesians 4.27. Yep, and do not give the devil a foothold. Um, let me look up King James. NLT. Uh, I'll do the NLT. I do not, uh, no. For anger, or for anger gives a foothold to the devil. That's a, oh, that's a gate. <laughs> you get, you get angry. Oh, I want to talk about that too. Oh my God. That's what else I wanted to talk about. Um, let me put a pin there because I want to get to this article. Um, just looking up the King James. 
neither give place to the devil. So the Bible tells you don't give room to the devil, right? Don't give. So you have to be sensitive. That means you have to be discerning, you know, of what you're inviting, what you're opening, what exchanges you're making, you know, like I said, the invitations and all. So this article was really interesting um, where it talks about three main doors to the demons. Um, and it says, demons act similar similarly to flies and that they'll come right into a life when a door has been opened through sin. That's what I want to get, get to. Sin is the invitation for the enemy to come in. So if you're wondering, you know, you, you want to have all that fun and you want to please your flesh and you have to think about what that sin, what door that sin is opening up. You have to think about it. Right. Um, and it says that's why we must heed the word of God and not give any leeway through sin or small compromises. This compromise. Y'all, let me tell you, God has been talking to me about compromise. Right. He has me watching. He says, I want you to watch my children and see how much that they they have compromised. You know, after he has warned, after he had warned me about five years ago um, to, to make sure that I don't compromise in my message. That's why some that's why I can't draw back from the messages that I speak on here, because God has given me a mandate. To, to say what he says, you know, what he gives me. I can't draw back. I can't be light. I can't. I just can't because he told me, don't compromise. <laughs> don't compromise. If you want, you know, if, if, if for in order for my plans to go through, you can't compromise. So, but he had showed me like not too long ago and it just said, watch my children. See how much they compromise. All right. So this article says in John 14, 30, Jesus explains, I will no longer talk much with you for the ruler of this world is coming and he has nothing in me. In other words, Jesus was explaining that the devil didn't have access to him, nothing in him or on him. The access was denied. As Christians, we are supposed to follow Jesus example and live as the Lord did holy. So that holiness is protection. That holiness will have you close the door. That holiness that we don't want to do, that we we don't want to be set apart. Like I explained in these lives here, that holiness basically means being set apart for God's use. We think it's just so a, such a daunting task to be holy. Nobody speaks about holiness because we're all trying to blend in, right? But God calls for you to be holy. And what you guys don't know is that holiness is your protection. Holiness will close that door to the enemy. Holiness will close your gates. Holiness will guard your gates, right? Lord Jesus, listen, it's for your protection to seek to be holy. <laughs> you know, don't nobody talk about this in these lives and everybody talks about everything else, but being set apart for God's use, right? So each deliverance case is different, but one thing is true. Demons dwell where access is given. Let me read that again because that was good. Each deliverance case is different, but one thing is true. Demons dwell where access is given. So if you wreaking havoc and you know, discerning that this is not God, <laughs> God is not doing this because everything is not the devil, right? 
you have to you have to check yourself and see where have I given access to? I remember Jesus would get God would give me dreams about you know uh, doors or windows or something being open. I remember I had one window open in a dream that I had. He was showing me, and that meant that something was open. Something was able to let the enemy come in. I had one little window open that was giving access to the enemy and room to the enemy. So I had to close it. Didn't know it was open. That was the thing, but God showed me that a one window was open. So I'm grateful and thankful for that. So, um, you know, real quickly, just to go through these three main categories that cause open doors, um, inheritances. And it says demons can be inherited through the bloodline from one generation to another. So a lot of this um, gates are open. These invitations and things are, are through the bloodline. This is something that has been open years and years and years ago right that that's why we pray <laughs> y'all that's why we pray that's why we fast so god can show us these things that are hidden right if we don't understand why it's the same thing these patterns and you know it's of the enemy and through the bloodline because it's a pattern that's happening you know with your children your nieces your nephews your brothers and sisters it's a pattern that keeps going on so you know there's a gate open there's a door open right and it says it's inherited through the bloodline from one generation to another. So that's why we need to pray so that and, and, and pray to God, you know, to break it, to break generational curses. Right. Because a door was open. Right. <laughs> so demons can be inherited through unwanted pregnancies. You know, that was in conjunction with the inheritance. You know, that's why, you know, I say for mothers and that's why I want to pursue being a doula so bad um, because I'm so infatuated with, with um, before the baby comes, you know, the care of the baby before, you know, the, um, the atmosphere of when that baby comes from, because basically that's a portal, right? You know, women's wombs are portals. The baby's coming from one world into another. And that, that, that's serious. That needs to be nurtured and, um, Make sure that they're coming in the right atmosphere. So parents, parents can unknowingly speak curses over their children in the womb, right? They can speak them over their children, you know, especially if they don't want the baby or, you know, so it very well can pass through that way that doors can open uh, for demonic forces to come in. Um, so another one is the second one, too, is intrusion. Demons can invade as a result of a broken home. So situations that happen at home like it says a life of poverty divorce a jail time this invites spirits in because it um let me see there may be consequences for vulnerable and young children who grow up in a broken home which can have damaging effects themes of anger resentment and hatred may enter through these unfortunate circumstances this can sadly result in children leading a life of poverty divorce brokenness jail time an inability to make a life for themselves. God hates divorce because he hates seeing broken family units. This makes the child susceptible to the enemy. And I've heard that before where someone said and spoke about divorce. It was a, a, a prophet and he spoke about divorce and how, you know, he basically was saying what I just read, right? That he hates, God hates the broken family because, you know, the husband is the covering, right? And this is how he explained it. The husband is the covering. So, 
if you and when the, once the father is out of the home, the whole family is uncovered, even the children. So this is giving room for the enemy, right? The third one, and I'm moving through this quickly. I'm sorry, y'all. I really didn't have time, but I hope this kind of just gives y'all some insight to do some research and prayer on your own. Um, number three is involvement in the occult. This is what I was talking about. Willful engagement in particular arts such as the occult, witchcraft, and things that are demonic in nature can open doors to demons. Like I said about that Ouija board, right? <laughs> Bringing demonic objects into our possession, reading books, the participation in rituals and oaths, making demonic contrasts, talk, contracts, talking to the dead. And I want you guys to really pray about what you are participating in that may seem innocent. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to talk about it on this platform, but what might, may seem innocent to you that you're participating in, rituals, oaths that you have made, right? That you don't think is so demonic, but think about what you're, you're making an oath to. What ritual are you participating? Is it lining up to God, right? Uh, let's see, making demonic contracts, talking to the dead, all cause exposure to demonic intrusion through willful involvement. Bringing things of the kingdom of darkness and of demonic nature in our lives opens this door. Y'all, we got to be careful, right? So how to remain free from these from demons, it says. Short answer, live pure. Keep your ears and your eyes pure by keeping the gates and the doors of your life, life closed to the flies. You will be able to live a life that is holy and sanctified, controlling your vessel in honor and sanctification and bringing the most glory to God. If you are battling with demonic spirits, spirits, identify the open door, repent and renounce. That is it's as simple as that. You have to get this. That's why prayer and uh, worshiping, because worshiping spoke so much in me that I didn't know worshiping God you know, for who he is, because I'm acknowledging for who he is in that moment. I'm not asking for nothing. Worship is just, just acknowledging who God is. And then God will show you who you are and what you've been dealing with and what you've been battling with, right? It will show you that open door. Worship will definitely show you that open door that's been open that you don't know that's open. Repent. So once he shows you, repent. And repent don't means I'm sorry. Repent means I'm really not going to do that again. You, I know it. I see it. And trust, I'm not going to do it no more. And renounce it. Like I said, I'm not about to do that no more. Right? And seek deliverance from God. Find a deliverance minister that can pray for you. So this is just someone that, you know, um, a, a, a minister, uh, you know, that can help pray you through these things. Right? And it's not just the one, two, three. I'm done. It, it, it really does take, you know, because you have to want to walk in your deliverance, right? You have to want want these things. You have to want them. You have to want to walk in pureness, want to walk in holiness. And it's an everyday thing, but it keeps those doors closed, right? And one last thing, and then I'm going to end this, is that I wanted to talk about that love part. God emphasizes love so much in the Bible and how it is the most important thing that we should always develop and have because love is our greatest weapon. Like I did with that lady at the sandwich shop. I bought her a sandwich 
She didn't have to give me anything. We didn't have to do an exchange. But who, who's to tell that that love, that generosity, that charity chipped a little way out from her heart, heart, hardness from her heart, right? So when you love, that is the greatest weapon of all. When you stand in love, not love because God commands us to, but it's a reason for that. God commands us to love because it's the greatest defense. It is the greatest door closer, the demonic door closer ever that you can do. Uh, uh, somebody that's demonic and, and witchcraft, they can't take that. You loving, and I mean genuinely loving, not this fake love, but loving genuinely, they can't take that. Because love always cancels out everything else. Because that's what Jesus did. <laughs> Jesus loved. He didn't pursue anything and have anger because that was a, that would be an open door. If he was angry, guess what? They'd be like, gotcha. And would have came right for him, right? And would have destru- uh, destroyed his ministry, right? So I thank you guys. I got, I, listen, I wish I could get on here and talk another 30 minutes because this was so good to me and I hope it blessed you. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and get on this um like I said, I will never leave without doing the plan of salvation because I don't know who watches this, um, who needs this and who needs to hear this. But just let just to let you know that you can come to God in Romans 10 and 9. It states, let me get this banner off of here. It states that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. It is easy as that, you know, um, that you do exactly what it says, right? You confess with your mouth that Jesus, hey, you're you're the son of God. I believe you died. You rose on the third day. Forgive me for what I've done. And you, you tell all your sins to him and know that it's thrown in the, in the sea of forgiveness. And then that you 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 observe him as being Lord over your life. That's all that it is. It doesn't take you going in, you know, which you can, but it's just it's because it's a heart thing. It's a thing that you confess to God. It's not a show. It's not nothing that you just do for so people can see you. This is something that's between you and God that you earnestly believe in your heart because God is a reader of hearts. That I, I say that all the time. God is a reader of hearts and a judge of hearts. So he knows when you mean it. So if you mean it, he just wants you to confess it. That you know that he is real. You know that he died for your sins. And I'm going to throw my sins out there. And I'm not going to look back. I want to walk into this new stage of freedom. All right. And then also don't stop there. Go to a local church. Go as God has leads you to get more. Right. You need more. Like I, I got more. Right. I got more uh, study and I got more um, and it made me stronger, right? Reading the Bible and, and studying and, and getting the Holy Spirit because that's really going to give you power to do the things of God. All right. So I thank you guys for tuning in. I'm sorry I couldn't be live with you, but I pray and hope that this blessed you. Share it for someone that needs it, that needs to know about their gates <laughs> and how to not even invite, you know, things into their life. So thank you guys for tuning in and I will see you another day, another time.